from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Now make sure you say my name right. It's Latine. See, I talk about things other people are scared to talk about. What they're afraid to say. When I walk into the building, you know what they whisper to each other? This is Robert Littow from BlackSportsOnline.com, and you're listening to the Ugly Truth Podcast. You can check it out on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. If there's a podcast location, I will be there. Today, special podcast. I told you guys I'm going to do this from time to time. It all depends on what's going on. If something is breaking news or I think it's uh, viral or it needs my voice and opinion, I will just do those as they come along. Uh, but I'm going to sprinkle in some interviews with the people that I know uh, within the industry, sports media, athletes, kind of get their take on certain things that are, are going on out there in the world of sports and sports entertainment. The first one that we're doing today is the great Jalen Rose, Fab Five. Long NBA career, and now is uh, taking over ESPN beyond Stephen A. Smith. He's probably the hardest working man uh, at ESPN. Of course, I asked him the questions that I know that you want to know the answers to. Specifically, and this is what, you know, when I do all the headlines and stuff, this is what it's going to be about. Specifically, does it bother him when people do the 81 Kobe jokes? So we're going to start with that, and then we have some other things that we talked to Jalen about. I hope you enjoyed the interview, and I'll come right back after it's over. How you doing, Jalen? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well. I appreciate you uh, taking the time. Oh, no problem. No problem. I'm funny. I was just browsing through it. I saw... (laughs) Yeah, that that yeah, it's funny because you know I know you're busy, so I kind of get right into it. That was kind of the first thing I was going to ask you about. Uh, had you had seen that, and I think like half like half the people think that you know you just be trolling back with it, and the other half think like you generally be you know upset about the whole eighty one jokes. You know, for the record. You know, when you see that either from a player or someone on social media or I know you made fun of it yourself on your on your TV show. You know, what what do you think about that whole phenomenon of the of the 81? Well, hopefully this, this becomes like an exercise for a life skill. So, like, growing up on the northwest side of Detroit and being poor and being skinny and having bad teeth and having bad skin and everybody wants to deny or shoot down your dreams, you have to develop a level of thick skin. And also, I like to say, sometimes your critics are right. So you have to take a a balance in however um, the scenario presents itself. So being like an athlete, you use the people cheering for you or cheering against you, rooting for you or rooting against you. And what ends up happening is people are always saying stuff about you, good, bad, or indifferent. Some of it's true, some of it isn't. And so I I don't take it like no type of weight or catch any feelings behind it or anything like that. I mean, he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. That's what happens when 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 you go up against 
you know, you know, iconic figures like that. If I score forty in a game, he better be able to score eighty. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what do you feel about um yeah I've been seeing this lately uh some of the young well I, let me put it like this some of the older players or you know recently retired players you know they get into media and now we have social media and everything and and they're giving their opinions on what they feel um you know about the younger players in the league and sometimes you see a little back and forth with that we saw with uh, Andrew Wiggins um you know on on social media and uh it, it, so. As a as a player that's you know still you know not not you're not old you know but you know recently you know someone retired but it was not that long ago since you've been in the league. How do you see that dynamic between younger players and you know kind of the OGs? Is there still a level uh, of respect, or has that kind of you know changed over the years because of social media? Well, a few things. Um, fortunately, fortunately for me, I'm unique in the fact that. Radio, TV, film, and mass communications was what I studied in college, and it's always what I wanted to do. Um, and I had a plan behind participating in the 2000 NBA Finals for the Pacers versus being traded to the Bulls in 2002 while the team had nine wins in February. So I'm like, we're not going to the playoffs. So I reached out to a contact that I had at BT Mad Sports pitched them an idea to cover the finals. It was Nets and Lakers. So all you got to do is send the cameraman. I'll get the access. We cut it. We spiced it. We edited it. They liked it. They ran it on TV. I took that same footage and pitched it to the best damn sports show, and they basically hired me. So from 2002 to 2007, I was physically a player in the league averaging 20 points while working so the, the dynamic that I learned is take the emotion out, take any personal feelings out, give an opinion, but it's important that your opinion be based on facts. Mm-hmm. And don't name call. Yeah. So those, mm-hmm. those are some, not, not saying that I don't do or have not done any of those things. I've been doing this for almost 20 years for television. And so, uh, but but that that that's kind of my approach. And I think when people see that you approach it that way, um, they they, they understand and respect that you got a job. Absolutely. So they, to get like actually into you know the season, the majority of the talk in the off season was about you know LeBron. Uh, going to the Lakers uh, did that you know surprise you did you have like kind of an I, I think you you've broke some stories and had some inside scoops on, on on things well before they happened was it a surprise to you and what do you think LeBron's reasoning was and in the end how do you think the end game is going to be with LeBron and the Lakers how he's going to be remembered it wasn't a total surprise um, you know how it works being on the inside of this you kind of see um, seeds being planted before they happen. So knowing Rich and knowing Mav and seeing how they moved their businesses to California and they started to kind of set up shop on the West Coast. It seemed like that was um, something that they were, you know, kind of, kind of LeBron bought a house out here. Like it, the, the, the seeds were being planted almost. So it wasn't a total shock. Plus the Cavs roster just had no more upside. He had basically done 
in theory, all he could do with that team, especially once Kyrie Irving decided that he didn't want to play there anymore. So, uh, in theory, um, I, I I love it for the game um, because, I mean, it's the, the, the Purple and Gold is, is an iconic franchise in, in, in the annals of sports history. you got an iconic top five player while still playing at an MVP level for a team that haven't made the playoffs in the last five years and had the worst record in the league. So that 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 in itself, you know, catapults them into the conversation. They did a really good job of drafting Ingram and Kuzma and Ball and Hart. So uh, it's going to be great to see how that dynamic plays on the Tough Western Conference. Absolutely, absolutely. Now this is a this is a question that I had, and, and I think you have, would have a unique insight on it. We hear this a lot. I, I've been covering, uh, you know, the NBA, you know, like really deeply into the NBA, probably for like the last 10 years or so, well, 10, 13 years. So I like to call it like the LeBron, you know, era of basketball and the social media era of basketball. And during that time, uh, at least publicly, you know, we see a lot more socializing between the players, a lot more business relationships between the players, a lot more friendships uh, off the court uh, with players. And fans seem to think that that is different than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Maybe the Michael Jordan era, the early Kobe uh, era, even going back to the Magic and Larry Bird era. Uh, as a player, can you tell us is that true? It, was there less interaction, less friendships it was it more bad blood you know during the time that you played or is it just different because we're able to see more of the inter the the off the court interaction from players because of social media and because of the technology that's involved we just see more what they're doing and who they're doing it with so it gives the appearance that is different than what it was in the past right so a couple of things that play um Directly, there is more fraternizing now on and or off the floor by opponents than in the in the past. Um, that is the case. However, it's highlighted, as you mentioned, because now everybody has a phone, which equals a camera, and social media. So you get a chance to actually see it up close and personal. And sometimes as fans, you want your feelings about your favorite team and your disdain as a Yankee fan for the Red Sox. You don't want to see A-Rod and Big Poppy actually be cool. You're like, oh, no. It's like meeting your hero and then your hero is, me, uh, is a jerk. But, but what I will say is, like, when you hear Bill Russell talk, he talked about being friends with Will. Um, but he also, but people also say that they told Wilt that he's actually really just buttery. <laughs> his best interest, not the other way around. And 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 being, you know, a, a, a Detroit kid, and of course Magic Johnson, he's he, he's a, one of the all-time great players and ambassadors. Period, and, and of any industry who just so happens to be from Michigan. So I grew up watching his trajectory. I grew up watching Isaiah Thomas uh, because I idolized those guys. And it just so happened that they were best friends. So I saw that play out. I remember the, 
a kiss on the cheek during the playoff game and all of that stuff. So that, that shaped how I grew up playing the game and watching the game. But also, it's personality-driven. If you notice, Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, two of the things that define those guys are they have big personalities. They have big smiles. Well, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird's personality aren't like that. Kobe Bryant's personality isn't like that. Shaq's was. So really, I think it's just more personality-driven because if you think about it, like somebody like Kawhi, you don't see him, in theory, doing what we're describing. It's mm-hmm. kind of not his personality. Right. And then you hear other guys come out like a Dane Lillard who talked about, you know, I don't, I, I feel like if I'm the best player, then I want to get people to come run with me and or try to beat the super team, not join the super team. So it it is being said and it is being done by today's player. It just looks a lot different because we get a chance to see and hear every conversation. We get a chance to see who's following who on social media, see who's liking each other's pictures and videos and stuff like that. And so I, I, I think that's more of the dynamic is that we, we get a chance to share in that communication, whereas before it was more just like urban legend. Gotcha. And then the last question I got for you in uh, either conference, if you can choose one team uh, that could kind of stop this Warriors uh, three-peat from happening, which team do you think is suited best uh, to take them out in a seven-game series? In this order, number one, the Boston Celtics. They're, they're like, for me, the Warriors of the East. Like they're a legitimate soul for the Golden State Warriors. Um, like, when you look at their teams from top to bottom, like, if that is the NBA Finals, that, I mean, the home court advantage is obviously going to be key. And then, but other than that, like, it's gonna, it, it, that's going to be a tough series. Next because of all of the reasons you know. They made it to the conference finals yeah. without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Oh, and they just brought them back. Tatum's in his second year. Brown's in his third mm-hmm. year. Resigned Rozier. I mean, resigned Smart. Retained Rozier. So this is going to be the last run for that group. They're not going to be able to keep just salary-wise even and just so many assets. Like, the Celtics might have three first-round picks this year. Mm. Okay. Wow. And so when you have an embarrassment of riches like that, um, you know, I, this is going to be the last iteration of this squad. But Brad on the sidelines, one of the best minds in the game. So definitely Boston, a, a legitimate salt. And then just, just a notch below Houston. Like, I, I'm not mad at what they've, what they've accomplished. Like, I appreciate um, how James had the Rockets as a top three team before CP3. And before Melo. And so for them to take the leap that they took last year and was up 3-1 and then had to just 27 straight threes, a historic number, when they lost. I mean, I know they lost, you know, Riza, Bamute, and stuff like that, but they still got the two guys I mentioned. He signed Capella. Um, Eric Gordon coming in, shooting lights out off the bench. So the, those, those are not only the answer to your question, but those are the only two teams if somebody was going to beat them, it would be one of them. 
I appreciate your time, uh, Jalen. Be sure to tell Jacoby I said uh, what's up. I love listening to you guys' uh, show, especially when you, you grab some of our crazy stories to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I appreciate Jalen Rose coming on the Ugly Truth podcast with me, Robert Letal. Uh, it's always funny uh, with the 81 jokes. Uh, come so now you have your definitive answer on if Jalen Rose is truly offended by the 81 jokes. And I know some of you've been blocked <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, you know, for making the jokes, but you know, hey, that's hey, that's that's that comes with the territory. If you decide to, you know, tweet or, or send a, a comment and you're a little slick, you might get blocked. I've blocked people for less, for much, much less. Uh, before I get out of here, I just wanted to make a brief statement on the GOAT, the greatest of all time. There's a, it's been a lot of conversation because LeBron said he was the GOAT because he beat the 73-9 and Warriors team down 3-1 in the finals. A lot of people lost their mind. A lot of people got very sensitive about it. It, it got to some meet me in Temecula levels, which I thought was, you know, a little interesting. I mean, very, a lot of, I didn't think it was a big deal. I was like, oh, LeBron said he's the GOAT. Figured people talk about it for a day and then go about their business. But hey, it was really mad. It was, it was like when Steph, you know, said that the, the moon landing was fake. People was really in their feelings. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Sports in and of themselves are emotional and you get excited, you know, while you're watching them and, you know, the agony of defeat, the joys of victory, all of that good stuff. But I've never been mad. You know what I mean? Like, I've never been mad about anything that happens. Maybe a raised eyebrow. I get maybe a little disappointed if my team or my school, I should say, my alma mater, Ohio State, loses. But never, never mad. Never angry, never like I can't function for the rest of the day. I have to curse out everybody on social media. In some cases, you see these people breaking their TVs. Like, why would I break a $1,000 TV I just bought? Why would I do that? That doesn't make any sense. Why would I break a door? Why would I punch a window? Why would I burn a jersey That's, that I already paid for? That's just stupid. Really makes no sense at all. But people get really angry. I don't understand it, but people get really, really angry. Uh, but in, in regards to the GOAT, I don't think there's a problem calling yourself the GOAT if you have some evidence to try to back it up. LeBron, regardless of what you think of him personally, and actually personally is the part you should like about him, does a lot of great things. But even if, you know, you you want to bring up his finals record and other things. That's fine. That's all stuff where you can say, well, Michael Jordan, the gold, or Wilt Chamberlain, or Bill Russell, whatever. I mean, that's, that's fine to have your opinion. But if your opinion is he doesn't have a case, then your opinion is, is not valid. Because the man has a case. I mean, it's possible he may end up being the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, he's going to be maybe top 10 in assists, top 10 in rebounds. Like, that's unheard of. 
the longevity, the amount of finals. I always say the thing that probably hurts LeBron more than anything else is that he took teams in the Eastern Conference that probably wasn't really finals worthy to the finals. I always ask this question, and it's just kind of an open-ended question. I don't even have the, the, the right answer for it. Is it, would it what looks better, 3-0 and in the finals or 3-6 and in the finals? You see what I'm saying? Because the goal is to get to the finals, but the goal is also to win. But if you lost, if LeBron had lost six Eastern Conference finals and just won the three finals that he went to, he'd be 3-0, unbeaten in the finals. By getting to the finals nine times, or is it eight, eight or nine, he has that losing record. And just kind of hovers over him. Because every time Jordan went, he won. But here's the thing, Jordan didn't get to the finals when he didn't have final-worthy teams. You understand what I'm saying? The teams where Jordan didn't get to the finals, they, they weren't final-worthy teams. And so they would lose, be it in the Eastern Conference Finals, the first round, the second round. They wasn't ready. It's highly unlikely that Michael Jordan could have took that first Cavs team to the finals. I, I mean, maybe he takes this last Cavs team that they, that they just had to the finals. Maybe. Not a guarantee, though. So, to me, it's okay. It's okay to say to you to go if you got the evidence to back it up. If you go to court, you might lose the case, but, you know, you won't get laughed out of court. More importantly, don't, don't be so sensitive about everything. I think when certain athletes, once you get to a certain level, everything is like heightened sensitivity. LeBron, Kobe, hell, even Kobe in retirement. I think Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, James Harden, right now, that there's heightened level of sensitivity. In the NFL, uh, you know, Tom Brady, I would say, is there. A little harder in the NFL to reach such a high level that the sensitivity is all ramped up. With the NFL, is more like teams. Cowboys, Patriots, Eagles, you know, the Saints. that make you feel some type of way. It's more than players. But such a heightened sensitivity of it all. Be so sensitive. Okay, it's not, no need to be so sensitive. Gotta be careful. Can't can't do too many jokes. You can't do the Oscars and other stuff. Do the other type of jokes. That's another truth uh, for another day. I am going to try to do at least one more podcast uh, this week. I'll try to do one more interview unless something unusual happens. And then, you know, I'll break in and and do uh, the ugly truth about whatever it is that's that's going on. But, you know, it's been more carryover from R. Kelly uh, this week. Everything else has been pretty normal stuff. Oh, before I go, uh, huge, huge shout out uh, to my girlfriend. It was my birthday last weekend. I'm getting very old. Uh, birthday, January the 6th. I'm Capricorn. And for probably like the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, um, 
for my birthday, I normally just worked, you know, went to the college football playoffs or was doing something around New Year's or a fight or, or something. And that was fine. I like doing that. I, I actually like going to uh, events. So those were, you know, and then maybe I'd have a drink or, you know, with somebody or hang out with somebody. So I didn't really have what I would call birthday plans, birthday parties type of things. But this year she told me she, she changed all that because I think she felt like it was sad. She was like, what was your best birthday? And I was like, hey, you know, they're all right. I kind of hang out, you know, by myself or maybe a couple of people and maybe go to a game or a fight. I was like, the first, last real good birthday party I had, I was a long time in sixth grade, had a kickball party, played, uh, what did I play? One of them games, Operation or something. <laughs> a long time ago. So I think she felt sorry for me. But um, she decided to have a big birthday thing. Maybe clear, I cleared out the entire schedule. Uh, she didn't tell me what was going on, which is, it's hard for me because when you run, and most of you guys know, you run any type of business or you have anything of your own, you're used to planning and, and dictating and controlling, you know, everything that's happening throughout the day. Uh, and, you know, I've ran BSO for 15 years now, almost 14 years. And you just used to, I'm just used to making the plans. And as a man in a relationship, you, you're, Nine times out of ten, you're, you know, that's what you're doing. You're making plans. You're handling business, you know, for your girl. So anyway, she's, you know, she said she got it all under control and all I had to do was, you know, drive. And she did the whole package. Like, we, first thing, you know, she, she had these little notes that rhymed to tell me where to go. And the first place we went, and because it was a wild card weekend, and, you know, I'm a sports guy, uh, went to a... Uh, one of the best sports bars uh, in, L- in, in Cali and got some wings and watched the you know, last bit of the, the, the Ravens and Chargers game, which is really cool. Wings were good. Got my next little note, went to like this really nice luxury hotel. If you guys follow me on Instagram, BSOTV, you saw this. Uh, went to the, to the luxury hotel. It was very nice, very nice room. Uh, took me to the spa, and and hey, I'm a spa guy, you know. I I know it's probably some of you young fellas are like, you know, I'm, I'm hardcore. I need to, I know I'm all about the spa. When you get older, you understand. As your body start breaking down, got the massage and all of the other stuff with the spa. And while the spa stuff came back to the room, and it was all decorated with balloons and Spider Man stuff and and, and Spider Man cookies and uh, a big Spider Man balloon of Spider Man, and the cupcakes, um, and and the, all the 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 things that you know. If I was, it was it's, you know, because I'm a big child at heart. I mean, you guys see how I do the podcast, Spider Man pics, uh, behind me, my whole little apartment, uh, condo is all you know, superhero. You guys know I'm a superhero, you know, guy. And you guys sometimes you gotta have these things. You know, life is real serious. There's a lot of serious stuff going on. So you have to kind of have a little something to lighten uh, the mood. So that's, you know, kind of my thing. So it was all decorated, all things cool. She took me to this really nice restaurant and got the steak and, and the champagne and the toasting. They brought out a little, little cake, you know, with some ice cream. Said happy birthday on it and all of this stuff. Like, this is the most beautiful thing ever. Now get back, uh, you know, to the room. And everything, and I still have gifts. Like, oh, there's some gifts. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. You know, I got gifts, too. It's my birthday. I got gifts. So I opened the gifts, 
and it's it's kind of a like a, a, a what am I trying to call it? You know, those old school where you put your pictures in the photo album. You know, so it's like a big photo album like that your grandma used to have. And the first picture just like a regular big Spider Man picture. I'm like, oh, that's cool Spider Man picture. And then I turn the photo album, and it looks like uh, like a superhero. You know, like. Uh, just like just one of the random, you know, superheroes, female superheroes, and then I flipped again to the next page. I didn't really look at it because I'm like, oh, it's a bunch, you know, because I'm thinking she don't bought some, you know, pictures for me to, you know, put up of super, you know, heroes. I flipped the page again and it's Wonder Woman, but now I'm really looking at it, <laughs> and it's her dressed as Wonder Woman. So she spent four hours uh, doing a modeling shoot uh, all, and, all, and all cosplaying all of these superheroes and supervillains that she knew that I liked. And I know what you're thinking. You know, most girls, you know, modeling, you know, IG modeling and all that stuff, you know, they like that. Not my girl. She's not into that. <laughs> She's not into pictures and, you know, taking a thousand pictures and everything. I mean, she does the selfies and everything, but that's just not her thing. So for her to do four hours of that, and I'm not talking about like two outfit changes. She had like eight different costumes. So she had been getting the costumes together. She's she's not a superhero girl. It's just, she know that's what I like. So she did all the research and everything. And, you know, everybody knows favorites, you know, Harley Quinn. So at the end, there's a big, like, like, picture like big picture frame like huge picture frame it's hers harley quinn like down to the t if you smell what the rock is cooking greatest greatest birthday gift i ever had have ever gotten in my life uh to the point that i got all these pictures and redecorate my whole uh place with pictures of her just like she's an iron man and Captain America and, and Wonder Woman and uh, she did Electra at the Green Lantern, uh, Venom, Spider Woman, crazy, just crazy. Best, best birthday gift of all time. Best birthday gift of all time. So I want to give her a special, special shout. She is by far the goat. She she's the goat. You know. You and fellas, you know, you know when you got goat level ladies. So just you know, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. By far, best ever. Definitely the goat. Uh, my Lex Bunny is definitely uh, the goat. Follow the podcast on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, and other places. Follow me on Twitter at BSO. Facebook is Black Sports Online. Uh, the Instagram is BSO TV. I always get a little bit of the behind the scenes there. The YouTube is BSO TV. And this will all uh, be out. And like I said, it's, it's going to be a video version of my conversation uh, with Jalen Rose. And that'll be up on YouTube and Facebook and all of the other places that I do video. I appreciate you guys listening. As always, and I will always keep it real with you. No pretty lies here. Just the ugly truth. I'm out.